The Jungle Book, 1967. Like many films for Disney Animation, The Jungle Book had to hit, and it did. The first film to be released following Walt's death comes together through Reitherman's simple but upbeat direction, driven by cheaper techniques he refines across the 60s, as well as strong voice performances that are married to compelling motion and body language. Paired with a strong soundtrack, The Jungle Book is a fun and light film that audiences found winning when Disney needed a win. Jungle Book is an adaptation that seemingly lends itself well to Disney's formulas, as the original Kipling book is a series of short stories to be streamlined and pared down to several fun storyboards. The story that Disney tells is that of Mowgli, a quote, man-cub that is raised by wolves until word travels of the return of Shere Khan, a tiger with a strong disdain for humans. The film approximates a coming-of-age arc for Mowgli, as he is cared for by the panther Bagheera and the bear Baloo who are split on whether he should return to the village of men. The biggest shortcomings of the film lie with Mowgli. His characterization is thin and does not imagine much beyond being a kid who wants to stay in the jungle. Much like Arthur in The Sword and the Stone, his tribulations do not form a strong connection with the resolution that ends the film. The conclusion depicts Mowgli suddenly deciding to live with men after seeing a girl his age, but the successful arc of the film rests with Baloo, who grows fond of and protective of the young boy and must accept that his foster child is better suited to living with his own species. The film opens with the wolves that raised Mowgli discussing the return of Shere Khan and their plan to return Mowgli to the man village for his safety as Bagheera takes on the task. Once Mowgli learns this, he rejects the idea, especially once he runs into and quickly bonds with Baloo. Baloo is the best performance to come from Reitherman's solo directorial run, though the actor Phil Harris plays multiple characters there within. Baloo's aloof but caring father persona is incredibly captured through voice acting and animation, striking a Disney balance between how bears move and the movement of people his persona would map onto. The performance does more than the script in most cases as it sells how quickly he becomes attached to Mowgli and decides to essentially adopt him, ensuring he can keep him safe. Very quickly, his aloof persona works against this as he sleeps through Mowgli being nearly eaten by a large snake named Ka. Ka's animation is the most impressive piece of the picture, his motion intoxicating and otherworldly compared to the flat and static designs of the rest of the cast. The Disney style has become incredibly simplified at this point, a strength to the Xeroxing techniques being used to repurpose work across scenes and films. Ka's design is near identical to a snake that appears six years later in Robin Hood, but this character is used to much more creative ends as he seems to extend infinitely off the screen in some shots that create a feeling that his actual stature is unknowable. Ka is also the only performance that really transcends a limited sense of space this film creates, feeling trapped in a flat 2D plane that Disney had not struggled with in narrative features ahead of Reitherman's creative direction. His effectively menacing presence builds to the punchline of him simply being pulled down and knocked out, twice in identical sequences. Baloo teaches Mowgli about the bare necessities of life through an incredible song that much of this film's staying power can be attributed to, and following this Mowgli is taken by a group of monkeys. This is the best of the vignettes Mowgli finds himself stuck in, as King Louie is fun enough to hold the scene and keep it entertaining until Baloo returns. Most of the vignettes lack a strong presence like this to adequately bounce off Mowgli or be engaging, leaving most of the sequences of the film in a lull, waiting for Baloo to step in. This is extremely true of the elephant sequences, which are remarkably underwhelming and forgettable. The sequences are never outright bad, but certainly peak when Baloo appears, and when looking at the resolution of the film, ultimately the story beats in the vignettes are not there. Disney features are often built around sequences in this way, most notably Alice in Wonderland, in large part because different animators or animating directors can take ownership of them more easily. Under Reitherman, however, his style leans more into the irreverent and is driven by Xeroxing techniques, and the final products are not cohesive the way the studio is capable of at its best. One connector thread that is worth mentioning is King Louie asking Mowgli to teach him how to make fire so he can become a man. 
His song and dance are entertaining, but this connection between man and creating fire is loosely brought back in the finale as fire, though created by lightning striking a dried tree, is how Mowgli can overcome the threat of Shere Khan. His minor presence in the film is solid, though not truly living up to the shadow of fear the earlier act set him up to be, nor fully subverting the setup as a joke. Baloo does his best to restrain Shere Khan and the scuffle between them leaves Bagheera thinking he has died, leading him to eulogize him as he lays perfectly fine and join the compliment. Now that the threat of Shere Khan is resolved, Mowgli is safe to stay in the forest with his friends, but the finale of the film is him noticing a young girl from the man village and deciding to follow her back, neither of them speaking but displaying strong body language and facial expressions. Baloo is sad to see him go, but ultimately knows it is for the best, as the film ends with a reprise of Bare Necessities as Baloo and Bagheera head off together. Ritherman's solo directorial run is best seen through the lens of him creating irreverent comedies, but the style does not always fully synchronize with the Disney formulas. Sword in the Stone stands as the strongest of his run in my eyes, because the Ritherman touches fully hit, and the comedy effectively subverts the material without clashing with the Disney formula. The sudden resolution is part of the joke there, and this does not feel effective for The Jungle Book, as charming as it may be in moments. Despite all this, it was a hit that Disney may not have lived without, and Ritherman continues to keep the studio on a track as long as he can. Next up, The Aristocats, 1970. Please go to ghostofjoe.com to see all these essays. You can also find a link to this one directly in the show notes of this upload, and there you will find in-text citations and works cited, and share it with anyone who you think cares a lot about Disney animation. You can also find myself on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. The music used in this audio version is from The Skeleton Dance, a Disney Silly Symphony short. Thank you for listening and reading.